0: Hi, I'm Coco. Hi, I'm Hannah. And we we are are The Social Social Girls. Or maybe not. Welcome back to The Social Girls Podcast.
1: This week's episode is all about social enterprise and getting to learn a little bit about business goals.
0: We're so excited to introduce our first official guest of The Social Girls Podcast, Rose Lacoon-Williamson. (laughs) Woohoo! Hi, Rose. Hey, guys. Hi. So, Rose and I do go back a little bit. We were together on the Thinkers-in-Residence program and are now really good friends to this day.
1: Okay, so Rose worked on the Don Dunstan Foundation's Thinkers-in-Residence program and Adelaide Zero project. Now Rose is currently managing the development of you Think Learning Exchange, a program focusing on supporting communities to create education alternatives for young people who have disengaged from formal education and employment. And I mean, just to top it off, Rose serves as a volunteer on the board of the Social Impact Investment Network, South Australia. So Rose, you have quite the background and I think we are both pretty excited for you to dive a little deeper into this in today's podcast episode.
0: How fancy was your bio? I love it. Very fancy. I'm
1: not
2: that fancy (laughs) (laughs) but I wore a blazer today, so let's go.
1: (laughs) So, official hello and welcome, Rose. How are you going?
2: I'm going pretty good. I think, um, like everyone at this time of year, I'm stressed, I'm mm-hmm. tired. Um, yeah. I feel like I want to be in a medically induced coma for the next 12 <laughs> months. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to kind of putting a, a full stop on on this year and, and kind yeah. of going ahead with some exciting projects. How are Agreed. you guys doing?
1: Pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm so exhausted, but I'm also really looking forward to the whole new year thing and, yeah, getting started again soon. I was just saying
0: this morning that I've, like, completely checked out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think
2: it's completely understandable. Like, I think when when I sat down, we were honestly like, I am haggard. How are you? (laughs) Yeah, pretty Um, much. Yeah. I think it's okay to kind of check out and help yourself manage your many commitments and, and make sure you get some life back around this time of year. For sure. Yeah. I'm
0: just going to keep singing out for the new year. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So we
1: are going to kick things off straight away and get right into the interview. So, Rose, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, um, thanks to that very comprehensive bio I now regret giving you, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's pretty much covered, but... Um, I'm Rose. Uh, I am a first-generation Australian. I'm, I'm 31. I I work at Youthink, which you kind of talked about. Yep. Um, in addition to the Youthink Learning Exchange, Youthink um, itself is actually a really amazing unschool. Um, for 17 to 25-year-olds looking um, for new and innovative kind of ways to learn because maybe they've had a poor experience of education previously. So it's this really extraordinary social justice um, kind of project but cleverly Trojan-horsed into um, a school that also gives people education outcomes. So that is my love. Um, And alongside that, You Think X um, or the Learning Exchange that we're talking about is... A way that we can essentially share our humble learnings over the last four years and help community um, or other educators that are looking to create place-based response educational responses in the same way. So that's that's me in a nutshell, I suppose.
0: And I must Beautiful. say we've worked with your youthink students before, and mm-hmm. they are so lovely. They really oh, are. And they produce great content. Um, for context, we worked with them on a media um, assignment with, uh, one of our companies, Viva Mutual, not our companies, companies we work on, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were so lovely to work with, so professional, and had a really great outcome.
2: Oh, I mean, they prove it time and time again. These young people are inherently capable of all of these things. Um, just some bastards along the way told them they weren't.
0: So, I know we've talked about it a little bit in private, but now for the world of this podcast <laughs> here, what's this new business idea?
2: Yeah, totally. So, um, At some point this year, I decided, um, could I get busier? And the answer (laughs) was, yeah, let's go. Um, I have this wonderful friend called Jay who just makes good happen in the world. And his latest good is that he built, he bought, sorry, um, the scenic hotel at Norton Summit. And he has taken that place from what it was to this amazing um, community space with queer ownership. Um, that has honestly just like doubled, no, tripled in revenue since he bought it. And it's also like he hosts these amazing thought leadership events in a pub under the guise of like a like a wine event. That He's incredible. Jay Moranis, everyone. He's amazing. <laughs> so it. anyway, he is actually, on top of all of those things, um, a psychologist, right? So he and wow. I have been talking for the last five years, ever since we were like dirty bartenders, um, about the – the kind of justice issues in mental health care. So we kind of got to thinking, um, what about if we could put the community back into health care? Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So as a consequence, we are starting to develop this business that which, which we are currently calling Demeter. Um, Demeter? Yeah, because it's got this amazing mythos behind it around um, regeneration and... Um, you know, we're also some classics nerds, something like that. <laughs> but the concept is to build um, a community which leverages its assets to provide for its citizens. So I'm reading off notes because this is fresh. What we want to do is we want to um, add to the scenic, we want to mm-hmm. add um, a beautiful garden space and a place where people can receive clinical care and allied health oh, wow. um, so that we can get this, like, amazing... Si- circular kind of system where people come into the garden, that being a beautiful regenerative environment, like an actual environment, um, (laughs) where people can receive clinical care. Then um, we help them also match with support workers who may be from within either their community or ours. And that is – I'd love to come back to that because that's a really critical element. But then we go through this um, program, both client and support worker, um, of developing the garden, um, tilling the beds, um, working on community projects. We've already got linkages with um, organisations that want to make compost, like whatever the project, as long as it's green and as long as it involves getting our hands dirty, then – Then that's what we want and then ideally what happens is we see um, people's mental health ultimately improving but we also acknowledge that mental health is um, a lifelong pursuit and the best way that we can manage that is by um, giving people the tools that they want and need um, to thrive outside of this project so hopefully the tools that they have is an amazing support worker that is aligned to their um, personal interest, needs and motivations. Um, and that maybe we can get some employment outcomes as well because as we're moving through this project, we're doing really tactile things, we're seeing people's capabilities. Um, so hopefully then the scenic um, or maybe future garden projects can be a place um, for employment. The Just to get back to the, the kind of support worker element, we're really intrigued... Um, Well, I'm really appalled at the way that um, people are provided support work. But someone's just going to turn up to your door and say, hey, I'm your support person. Let me into your house. I'm your new best friend. I'm going to perform very intimate activities for you. (laughs) To which I'm like, grim, man. Like, I don't even want some of my best friends doing that. So what we're kind of thinking instead is wouldn't it be fab if I said to you, a client, um, hey, Coco, who yeah (laughs) um where do you go in your community um what interactions do you value is there a cafe worker is there a library worker are there friends are there family are there these kind of people in your life and would you like us to upskill them um and and broker that relationship with you so that you can receive support from people that you know not a bloody stranger rocking up to your door being like hey best yeah. friend um so yeah so hopefully that's an element that I we i love can, that
0: idea yeah. That, yeah that sounds amazing i mean being through some things this year i can completely understand being at home and having some medical things going on and someone is rocking up to your door and being like i'm gonna sort that for you now yeah, yeah no, no thank you, thank you. No, thank i'll you. call my mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much
2: So anyway that's super long-winded but we're really passionate about it and we're really you know we're hoping that 2022 is going to be our year to get that off the ground.
0: Yeah
1: I guess that sort of rolls into our next question. So I guess like if you can tap on like why now and why this type of business which you did touch on already. Yeah yeah
2: yeah but I think it you know it's worth kind of extrapolating. Yeah definitely. So why now? Um, I think that It's a really tragic fact that we are actually in a in a well being crisis. Yes. Um, That the system has no ability to respond to, Um, and I wouldn't want it to anyway. Respectfully, like I, I'm in this statement. I mean, no um, disrespect to the incredibly hardworking people that are contributing to this space already. Mm. But I also think that um, when it comes to Complex solutions, the only answer can possibly be a variety of options because humans are varied, right? So if the system is at overload point and community organizations, which I would extend to be like hospitality venues, this and that are all suffering and therefore have capacity, then why would we not leverage those assets? Right? And COVID shit man has been gnarly so everyone's um, mental ill health is definitely increasing right and and so I think that we've kind of reached this critical mass in society that's saying we've got to do this differently and we have the opportunity to right Mm -hmm. because everyone's reimagining stuff at the moment and I want us so desperately to leverage this um, discomfort and um, disdain that we've built over COVID for good yeah. because we should be critical of these kind of systems that no longer serve us. We should come up with cooler, more innovative solutions and we should have humans at the center of all of that work. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of why and I yeah. think that that's kind of when as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also because tomorrow's too bloody late.
0: Yeah. I love that because complex problems can never have one outcome or one answer. Yeah. Mm. For any other young individuals ready to take the next step forward in building their career, what would be some advice you'd give to them?
2: So the road is pretty rocky, I think, mm. um, particularly for people that look at complex issues or people that are looking to have a social mission because the nature of your work is interrogating and criticising um, the work of others, right? Mm-hmm. As sure. That is inherently what it is. And people are genuinely just trying to do their best. Mm-hmm. Like there is no one that turns up to work and goes, I really want to fuck up this person's bag. <laughs> and I want it to be amplified in a systemic <laughs> response that ultimately keeps them down. Like there's no one that does that. Um, so I have to sometimes remind myself to empathise with that and to um, and to take people... Along the journey with me, because if I hurt people, then equally, um, you know, hurt people hurt people, right? And so it's a lot harder to get people onto that mission, and it's a lot easier to inspire people from where they're at and where their values are at as well. Um, I think that I came into this work kind of like adversarially, because I went, no fuck you guys, this is all bullshit, <laughs> how dare you, how's the audacity on you? And I was like, no, everyone is doing their best. Yeah. My best is not better than their best. Mm-hmm. I have just had a slightly different thought and I have the resources to execute that. And wouldn't it be amazing if they were some of those resources? So that is something that I probably wish that I'd done differently. Mm-hmm. Like I wish that I'd had empathy sooner. Yeah. I wish that I'd approached my work with more kindness. Which is a which pains me to admit, but that's true. Yeah. But the advice I think that I would give, um, yeah, I think I would summarise it that piece as empathy, and the second part is therapy. So I <laughs> 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 empathy and therapy, <laughs> because in this journey I've had my ass kicked. Mm. Like I've had that many people like have quite negative reactions to me some are my fault some is just people being people yeah and I needed somewhere to actually place those thoughts because they turned into some really barbed gnarly you're not good enough thoughts
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: and I needed to unpack that and ever since I've been doing that I find that I have like I'm more robust. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to use the word resilience because I think that that is just like pushing responsibility for trauma onto people. <laughs> but like I I can see the wood from the trees and it allows me to kind of come back to my mission and my purpose and the things that I want to do sooner instead of like having lots of anxiety baths, which was my particular way of coping. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so I think that that's my... My little two-parter, but the other piece of advice that I probably live by the most, even though empathy and therapy was fucking gold, Mm -hmm. um, is that we need to lift as we climb and um, women are really underrepresented in a lot of entrepreneurial spaces, as are people of colour, um, and and people generally have had experiences of marginalisation. Mm -hmm. And um, I have dedicated um, my life to making sure that um, I bring my community with me, which is not a gentle pat on the back. Like they're very easy to bring. I've worked with abject professionals um, and amazing people who may have been overlooked because of their own self-limiting beliefs, um, because the system is a bit nonsense, um, because of misogyny. Um, So that has been my desire to make sure that any new opportunity i find that i can share it and as a consequence i mean in a non-altruistic way it's really benefited me as well because i now have this amazing community um, and network around me that supports my success and they're invested because i'm invested How amazing yeah it's fun and i really appreciate all of those people very much yeah
1: so. your um your first piece of advice when you were saying all of that it was funny I was reflecting so much so I I dance and obviously I've been dancing since I was three so it's a huge part obviously of my you've life obviously i have been dancing since was been dancing <laughs> <if> <laughs> I was three in case no one knew that and yeah like when I was younger I definitely had some tougher coaches and you know there would be nights nice. like I was t- like 11 12 and I would rock up to dancing and you know I'd just not be switched on so I, I'd make mm-mm. a couple mistakes. And you'd feel so defeated mm. and that is one of the reasons I now coach and I teach teenagers, you know, 13 to 17 and it's a tricky age but I love to be able to create like a really warm and inviting space and obviously it's always about the dancing and it's, it's competition-based so it's, you know, serious and strict but if if I can offer a space where, you know, kids can come in... They can do what they love Mm -hmm. and it's also okay that they have not a great day. I want to be able to recognise that, you know, sometimes I come, myself, I come to work and I do so many dumb things and it's not because I'm, you know, not smart enough or not good enough. It's just because I'm tired. Or, you know, it's just sometimes it's you're tired or you're just a little bit stressed. And so that was like funny that,
0: you know, the empathy side to things. That's empathy and
2: kindness above all. It's not easy, but it is necessary.
0: 100%. It's something I have to remind myself constantly because I'm quite a harsh person. You're Pitch- a
2: strong cup of coffee that yeah. I love to drink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so to finish up on our last question, one of my favorite questions um, What does your future look like? And I guess, do you have any major personal, career, or business goals you are hoping to achieve?
2: Um, thank you. The following will include my 12 year plan. Um, step okay, number let's one. Go. No, <laughs> I'm you what, I've got no idea, man. Um, I'm just trying to get through the next week and a half worth of work, TBH. Yeah. Um, so that's a major priority. But, um, yeah, I think the future's uncertain for me because there's so many different pursuits and um, so many exciting projects that pull my attention. I also have, like, ADHD, so I will probably <laughs> do seven of them poorly. Um, <laughs> but I think that if I was going to, like like fast forward to my deathbed um in my mansion no (laughs) Um, no I I think that I would want to know that I um left the world a little bit better than when I found it Mm -hmm. and I would I would really I would really like to say that I I lived a life that was valuable to me you know and I feel yeah I feel really like distinctly tapped into this um say this I feel like I'm on the precipice of a really good life Mm -hmm. you know and and that feeling overwhelmed me a little bit a few weeks ago because I was sitting in my garden talking about the development of a garden and I'm not like I'm not like a heaps outdoorsy lady (laughs) like so but I was like (laughs) feeling this like beautiful like I don't know I don't want to sound woo woo but like there was like a good energy there was a good momentum and I felt yeah okay maybe the grind of the last five years has been really worth it and maybe what I'm about to project into my future is I want a life that is like social and purposeful and connected so yeah I I hope that that's kind of what the the future holds for me and I hope that I get a continuous opportunity to learn from all the amazing people that I've been lucky enough to surround myself with
0: yeah I know you will You'll, you'll make the future that is incredible and 100% Aww,
2: thanks ma'am I
0: hope <laughs> so okay so these are some fun questions mm-hmm. so the, the ones you want to ask everyone so just let everyone know we've quickly decided that this is a weekly podcast not a fortnightly podcast as <laughs> said last week so weekly questions yep plot, first, change. plot change plot change plot change first one what has what has been your fuck up of the week
2: mmm <laughs> um, do you, i don't know if i want to admit this but like <laughs> Here we go. no this is like professionally bad so i spent a week working on this particular grant um that i was going for that would have been really good um which kind of foreshadows the fact that um right as i was about to submit it um the the website glitched out and then no. timed me out of the portal so um seven days worth of work down the drain. Oh my god. Oh no. Like I um my stomach fell out of my butt. It was yeah. so yeah, bad. Imagine. Um, but silver lining, I've found a way to pretty much reappropriate all of that um oh my god. grant writing into another grant that I'm gonna submit. So, oh, so she glad always glad comes out
0: on it. top. Always <laughs> comes out on top. I like that.
1: <laughs> okay, and to finish up. What is keeping you social this week?
2: Ah, uh, what's keeping me social? Um, desperation. No. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I think back to our, you know, opening kind of point, celebrating the year that was, mm-hmm. right? People were like, 2020 is a garbage fire. They didn't see 2021 coming. What a bastard. Like, 2021 yeah. was grim. Um, and I know so many people feel that so really... So I think that we all need to um, deeply, like soul deep celebrate our achievements Agreed. of being good fucking people when the world's been really gnarly to us. Mm-hmm. And not just to us, but to a bunch of amazing people. It's been really hard seeing the, the global heartbreak that's been going on. Um, and I just think humans are so extraordinary Um, that we are capable of so much kindness and good and activism um, in the light of oppression and um, pandemic and all of these kind of things. So, yeah, I want to put a really nice full stop on this year. I want to be aspirational and I want to um, be social with the people that deserve to be celebrated
0: that's lovely oh, that is very lovely yes be a beautiful end to your year yeah <laughs> it's gonna be a boozy one that's for sure <laughs> sign me up
2: <laughs> so um what's keeping you guys social
1: oh god I've been terrible because I just finished up uni so I feel like I've just been glued to my laptop
0: but yeah I haven't really done much <laughs> As we all know, I'm not actually social, but <laughs> <laughs> da, da 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 da. I am going to dinner this week. Oh, I'm going to try out Show Show on King William Road. I've never heard of that. I hope it's good. I've, it looks pretty. Let's see, the food tastes
2: good. (laughs) So food is keeping Coco social. Uh
0: Food always keeps me social. It's the only reason (laughs) I leave my house.
1: (laughs) Actually, for anyone that did listen to our last episode, we asked this question and Coco said she went to the Mosley Beach Club. I do. And I do have to say that I am going there on Sunday now. So it I, I, I took I her influenced. advice. I took her advice, and I'm going Whoa, to Mosley Beach a Club. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: crazy. What a great idea! A podcast for us okay. two to just learn things about okay. each other.
1: I'm
2: Mosley Beach Club, not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if or if you're looking, we're available. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For one cocktail. <laughs>
0: right. Well, thank you so much for coming in. We had a blast, and thank you for being our very, very first interview on the social girls podcast what a
2: special delight thanks so much everyone subscribe like and subscribe
0: (laughs) (laughs) we love getting to know more about you and sharing your highs and lows of starting this new business so that's all we have time for this week thank you for listening and let us know what you think if you have any questions for us or rose let us know via instagram at social girls podcast bye for now